Britain is about to witness the birth of robot wars. They're still making final adjustments. Three, two, one. Hello everyone and welcome to Activate the Robot Wars podcast. I am Benji, also the Hitman, along with me as always. Really, really fast intro because we have a lot to go through, but with perfect timing, it's Rob E. Harmlessly. Yay! Happy Halloween, people. Happy Halloween! No no spooky bots this episode, so... Should we try and rate each bot by spookiness each time for each one as we go through them? We'll do that. Yeah, absolutely. Spooky, scary... Skeleton. <laughs> God damn it. You know, we'll go, we'll go by that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll do. I'll have a picture of each one from my amazing Robot Wars, the official handbook. I don't know if <laughs> you you held it up. We're recording a podcast and you held it up to show the mic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure the listeners really appreciated being able to hear that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a good book. It's a good uh, book. Sort of. I'd go with the Haynes manual over it. Oh, what a great promotion. <laughs> it's, it's all right, but there is a better version <laughs> available better anyway. One. But that doesn't matter. Okay, uh, we're week two of the second series of 2017. Yeah, Heat B, which if you saw the lineup, you'd be like, whoa, those are the guys that got into the grand final? You wouldn't think this was a Heat. No, this is this is a messy, strong lineup. Insanely strong lineup. Maybe the future episodes of this season are going to prove to us that we're underestimating everyone else in the competition by thinking this is the only super strong lineup. Some of these bots might pound comparison to what we're about to see. Now, initially, this looks like the strongest lineup of the season. Of almost all time for one heat. Talk about just throwing all of your eggs in one really dangerous basket. For something that's not a grand final, this is insane. We've got half the bloody grand final from last season in here. Yeah. It's madness, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Oh, man, do we just go into the bots? Yes. We'll go into the bots to start with. Oh, yeah, disclaimer. We aren't recording this part before we've watched the episode. Oh, yeah, we've already watched the episode. This is a post-episode recording. I thought we were just going to lie to them. Well, we already put our predictions on yeah. Twitter to prove that we're not going to cheat. Yeah. So we put our predictions on Twitter beforehand That's true. because we couldn't record on the same night. So we're recording the night after. So tough there's not going to be a um interval this uh this time around so no snacks are going to come out that the man who like sells the snacks the concession guy yeah the little music that plays that means i don't have to worry about finding something some kind of sound clip or music clip to play between this and the episode or we just go seamlessly into talking about the actual episode like the classic episodes like we do with yeah that. exactly we talk about the robots when we already know what's going to happen to them. So there's always that little bit of a... The robots don't do well, we talk about slightly quicker than usually yeah, the robots that do well. You notice that we're leaning towards certain bots in the descriptions. Well. <laughs> Suddenly talking about all these robots as if they're amazing, when before we were like, God, this was going to do crap. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get onto the predictions that everyone sent in after that, as well as our own, as well as any, I don't know, little bits people have said in the... Oh, maily bag. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mailbag. Mm-hmm. On top of all of that, I haven't actually come up with anything witty for any of the bots. So out of protest to the fact that we keep referencing these manuals that have their own funny quips in them, <laughs> I'm just going to make the noise that comes with every announcement from the TV series. 
of a bot. Okay. Very, very good. We'll go through them now. And then afterwards, we'll go through the manual. Sorry, this isn't the manual. This is the official handbooks, little quips. We'll see how they compare to something you'd come up with. Well. Huh? Huh? <laughs> huh? Huh? From Grove. Gabriel 2. Mace Bot. ba 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 I don't need to say the rest. I can use that clip. No, because I've got different versions to say. Oh. From Derby. From Cheshire, eruption, From Reading, aftershock, spinner. Ba 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 ba. From Ripper, crackers and smash. So I do a really good palm muted guitar with my voice. Yeah. You know? Mm. Yeah. Okay. I'm like that guy from Police Academy that can make all the noises. <laughs> uh, you're a noise man. You're a yeah, I'm a noise making kind of person. Guitar mouth. Guitar mouth. <laughs> The worst yeah. thing to I be. won't put it you on my can, CV, but <laughs> you can only speak in guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Makes communication difficult, but you can convey emotion quite well. <laughs> Great at parties, yeah. And then, well, unless you're basically that guy with the guitar at parties. At parties, who insists on playing all of his like solo acoustic stuff, yeah. in the corner, which and slowly turns listen. into Wonderwall. And, oh. uh, bleh. Let's so, let's start with eruption. Or do you want to go to predictions or mailbag? I don't know. I lost track. No, we'll start with the robots. That's okay. Just did that. Let's jump into eruption then. There's been so many decisions in my life, like which school to go to, which university do I do, which degree do I do. But the one thing I've always known for my whole life, I want to win robot wars. It's supposed to be like joining Bingo Society or, you know, the French History Society or something or doing, yeah. doing other stuff. When's that going to start? Yeah, but this is more fun, though, isn't it? Do you approve of this, by the way, this bunking away to do this? Well, he's worked very hard beforehand, so I'm trusting him. It's Robot Wars, isn't it? Who wouldn't want to be here? This is amazing. Eruption. What do you reckon the little quip is for eruption from the official handbook? Or, this one can do flips. (laughs) (laughs) What does it actually say? Exploding flipper powers. Well, I wasn't far (laughs) off, was I? That's not even like referencing anything. Exploding flipper powers. What is that? I don't know. What explodes? I don't know. Didn't I make like some sort of like Pompeii reference last time we had eruption? I mean, come on, man. (laughs) (laughs) Exploding flipper powers. I get exploding because eruption, but if eruption actually exploded, like the gas canister inside exploded, Mm. then it wouldn't be able to flip. Exactly. It wouldn't be much exploding flipper powers. No, no, it wouldn't. <laughs> it sounds like if Eruption and Apollo formed a tag team, they'd call themselves the exploding flipper powers. <laughs> yeah, that'd be kind of, like, the old, like the mega powers. Like or the something. mega yeah, powers. That'd be kind of cool. Uh, okay. So the robot itself? Yeah, the robot <clears throat> itself. A full pressure pneumatic flipper. It's come back with its interchangeable top weapon, which can be a gripping claw or a vertical spinner. Although I've never seen that do anything. It's optional to put on the top, so it's like a little slot it goes into. But I suppose, why not? Why not have a little spinner on top of your, on top of your flipper? It's a modification. Isn't it's it? only going to do something to help if it does anything. Exactly. I suppose the real big thing with eruption 
tactical, accurate. Mm-hmm. Michael's driving is the pure everything of this robot. It could, it could be driving. anything. It could be any robot. This, and he would always perform well yep. because of the top tier driving. Mm-hmm. Known for the out of the arenas last season, it actually, I believe, I'm going to go through some records that it's already got later on. So we'll we'll wait for t- to talk about that. Some new additions. So the side panels, which are always supposed to be anti spinner, have been upgraded. Uh, HDPE. High density polyethylene, polyethylene, ah, mm-hmm. right. the stuff Gabriel's made of. Cool. So we know that can take spinners at least a few hits anyway. Yeah. It has red eyes on the front and spines and fins and horns, which give it this kind of, I don't know, demon head, looks like a demon head or maybe some kind of like eruption based hedgehog. Why didn't they make it look like a volcano? Because they're, well, they're I don't know. Is that Is that red supposed to be like fire? All of the points coming out of it? Maybe. But then why would it have eyes? I always figure it kind of looks like, you know, like, not in probably reality, but certainly in film and cartoon, when a volcano explodes, like flaming boulders like meteorites are coming down. Well, one of them's eruption. Yeah, sure. Why does it have to, um... <laughs> why was... Why... I suppose oh, this is a hazard tape. I can't. I, can, I haven't got anything for that. I figure it's there for health and safety purposes. <laughs> I was going to say, to, to when the eruption, the boulders come out, they naturally form like hazard tape, <laughs> black and yellow hazard tape form around yeah. them, so you know, you know, to get out of the way. That's convenient. Yeah. Thanks, thank you, God, for doing that. <laughs> that is intelligent design. It has huge amounts of success in the indies. It's clearly been designed for this series with one particular bot in mind oh, to fight. yes. And it's the big C, Carbide. Well, this is interesting. See, if I go to the official handbook... Goddamn handbook. Now, I have noted something from the handbook and the website. Now, in the handbook, mm-hmm. which shows both the seasons 8, 9, and 10 versions of Eruption all as one thing... Mm-hmm. Its biggest weakness is flipper accuracy needs to be tightened. Really? I don't really know what that's supposed to mean. <laughs> Are they sure it <laughs> Okay. However, <laughs> yep. the website lists the biggest weakness. This made me feel like, not a spoiler, but I knew what to look out for this episode. Yeah. It simply says spinners. Yeah. <laughs> it may as well have just said carbide. It may as well have just said carbide. Mm-hmm. I did want to note, though, last season, Eruption defeated PP3D, Aftershock, and Ironside 3. Three of the most powerful yep. spinners in the competition in Robot Wars modern history. Exactly. So, Carbide is the weakness, not spinners. It can take spinners, yeah. just not Carbide. It's one spinner in particular. Maybe if they just put Carbide there, it would seriously be a bit... Too much of a spoiler. Or just spinner. Spinner would have yeah. would have been all right. Just put spinner. Yeah. Singular, not plural. Because it is just one spinner it's, yeah. it needs to be afraid of, really. Impact from rotating blades. They could have put that. Mm-hmm. Been a bit vague. So considering it beat all of those spinners and now has more <coughs> spinner defense, Yep, not a bad upgrade for this machine. It's the classic shield at the front technique that spinners are starting to have trouble getting around. Flippers are all starting to really thicken up that front plate to take the impact. And with spinners, there's always the chance that the impact will do as much damage to the bot as it does to the other bot. So as long as you can tank those hits, you can actually be 
passively damaging the spinner in front of you. And I think a lot of the design of this bot was built with that game plan in mind. Eruption goes in, a spinner comes in, a spinner hits Eruption, hits that big chunky metal plate on the front. Mm -hmm. That spinner stops spinning temporarily and it's already under Mm -hmm. Eruption's flipper. Bam, get it flipped. Done. It's a shame Carbide exists. So, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to go through some records eruption holes. This is a record-holding bot near enough. Go for it. Equals Atomic mm-hmm. for the most consecutive out-of-the-arena wins. It is the first robot to flip the same bot out of the arena twice. It's flipped Cherub out of the arena twice, both wow. in the same episode <laughs> as well. It has the shortest battle in reboot history at 6.5 seconds with against Cherub. And that is the second shortest battle in the entirety of Robot Wars history. Cool. And, of course, they are the 2013 and 2014 FRA heavyweight champions. So that's basically live circuit heavyweight champions, the only form of heavyweight champions that was around when Robot Wars was off the air. These are two-time heavyweight champions in consecutive years, which I think only... Chaos 2 has managed to do that as well. Big deal robot eruption. So where does it rank on the spookiness meter for Halloween? Oh, it's a very spooky bot. Black and red. Here, I've got the picture here. You yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, oh, it's a shame. Thing, demonic, but... In the, um, in the official handbook, the page next to it is Draven, which really does look spooky. Oh, now that's a spooky, that spooky a one, yeah. But eruption looks a lot less spooky in comparison. I suppose if you're a citizen of Pompeii, that is probably the scariest robot of all. Or health and safety regulations make you slightly nervous. Oh, yeah. All this hazard tape around you. Hazard tape. Certainly puts me on edge. Yeah, I'm going to give it a solid two and a half skulls for spookiness. Mm. It's got the right colour scheme for spookiness. It's got the red glowing eyes. But man... That Draven really does it better. I'm looking at Draven's. <laughs> See, now we just got Draven open and it's just got that, <laughs> it's just there, that glowing it. eye and just unnerving, yeah. Proper spooky. That is spooky spooky. Okay, let's move on to Aftershock. You're a teacher. Yeah. You kind of expect them to be upholding, you know, citizens. And in then... the classroom, yeah. Okay. In the arena, it's sort of go, go for it. I'm a complete monster in there. School days are very regimented. You get in at eight o'clock, you teach your classes, you go home. When we're doing Robot Wars, it's, it's chaos. Order in one half and then complete and utter unparalleled chaos in the other. I need to get in that arena and I need to rip stuff apart and I, you know, I can't really explain why. He keeps saying I've done a little bit too much. He's got a kill switch now. So if I'm going too destructive, he can just turn me off and I, I just can't do anything. Like when the eyes light up and they're red, yeah. then you know that's when you switch them off. That's what it's all about. Okay, I mean, that's a little bit terrifying. Okay, Aftershock is actually a completely new build using the same concept. So mm-hmm. a wedge going into a vertical spinner in the centre, the vertical spinner being huge, is yeah. the main part of the bot by a, a long shot. The wedge itself is now steeper. The top armour is now, instead of polycarbonate, so the plastic, um, see-through plastic top, it's now um, fully metal. I think it's all hard ox. So that should all be a lot stronger. It's got a stronger chassis to accommodate the more armour. It now uses four different blades that are interchangeable. So in the last series, Series 9, it used a 24-kilogram disc. Think of how powerful that was. It now also has a 30-kilogram disc, a 14-kilogram bar and an 18-kilogram asymmetric bar, all with different things in mind. I suppose the heavier you get, the more 
gyroscopic effects so more problems with control on the robot and yeah. it makes it heavier so i guess it will slow it down whereas the lighter you get the more maneuverability so spend depends who you're facing are uh, more armored robots that are sluggish go bigger Continue. the smaller bots where you want control mm-hmm. that's where you go to the smaller ones that and makes then sense you got the bars as well to i don't know really f- put a lot of force into one point one tooth well again one of these was built specifically with one bot in mind yeah strange that um <laughs> It seems like people might want to beat Carbide this episode. Mm. I gathered that from just research and watching the episode. People want to beat Carbide. It's funny that, isn't it? Yeah, it's funny that. Yeah, to be the man, you've got to beat the man. Mm. Uh, (laughs) Woo. Um, (laughs) It gets to 2400 RPM in two seconds. Does good old aftershock. It's pretty fast. It's pretty powerful. It's one weakness. Do you know it's one... Well... What's usually listed as its weakness anyway? No. No. So if you look at Aftershock, don't worry, mm-hmm. I'll get the picture up in the Robot Wars oh, official I, I handbook. I can picture it. <laughs> oh, goddamn the handbook. Oh, no, I've gone too far. I'm on the house robots now. Ah, see. It's got, I think take? it's the first one in there because it's all in alphabetical order. There's Aftershock. It's got a picture of old Aftershock, but it's the same um, the same weakness. Oh. Is it exposed parts? Yeah, basically, if you look where the spinner is, right next to it is the um, actual belt that's spinning it. So the weapon belt is exposed on the side of the blade, which is potentially vulnerable. If something hits that belt, well, then it ain't spinning no more, because there ain't nothing to spin with. That's really sketchy, isn't it? It's not that it's that exposed. It's probably one of the most exposed weapon belts I've ever seen. Yeah, it's quite easy to get to. I suppose the problem is getting to it, there is a massive spinning disc in the way. It's almost like the Death Star. Because, <laughs> like, you know, it's this absolutely awesome destructive weapon and it then just has this big gaping weak spot that could be exploited. But it would have to be a very specific shot. A perfect axe shot could really do it. Or a perfect mm. um, other vertical spinner shot. Or some that's sort of collision, would, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what it would take. Something that could get there. Now, interestingly... The handbook has a very strange translation of this. Mm-hmm. It, basically, the handbook appears to have copy-pasted what was on the website. However, the little box, the biggest weaknesses on the handbook, doesn't fit the full sentence. Let me see. So I, I'll, I'll oh, let you. So the website yeah. says, exposed weapon belt, dash, axes could cause damage. So exposed weapon belt, therefore, axes could cause damage. Yeah. The book simply says, read that there. Yeah. Yep. Belt axes could cause damage. <laughs> belt axes. Belt axes. Now I looked it up, they are a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> a belt axe is like a survival axe that you'd wear on your belt if you're going like on a survival camping thing. So a small axe for maybe cutting up smaller bits of wood. Oh, a belt axe, yeah. A belt axe, that's a belt axe. It seems like someone's... The first person has copy-pasted, it's not fit in. The second person who's proofread it has gone, oh, a belt axe could cause damage. Oh, that's that's right. (laughs) Because it was was proofread by a woodsman. (laughs) (laughs) From his log cabin. So, yeah. Ah, a belt axe, yes. (laughs) biggest weakness is a belt axe. Gotta watch out for those belt axes. hand axe. Well, made for survivalist purposes. We all learnt something here. <laughs> I just found that amusing. It yeah. shows the the few little um, 
hiccups in the book, which I find quite amusing. <laughs> yeah, book, pull it together. Good. And I'll have you know, Aftershock is now faster. It was 13 miles per hour. It's not anymore. It's 14 miles oh, per hour. No, I, I knew that was coming. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's in all fairness, that's pretty nippy still. I mean... If you can get an extra mile an hour, why not? Yeah. Do that every season, in 10 seasons' time, you're 10 miles an hour quicker. That's exactly. good. Yeah. And just a little uh, little fact. We probably mentioned this last time, but I can't remember if we did or not. So I'm going to mention it now. Yeah. A version, an early version of Aftershock was rejected from BattleBots Season 2. As in the recent Season 2, Reboot Season 2. Oh, yeah. that's a shame. Tough luck, BattleBots. We got Aftershock. Yeah, we got Aftershock. And in all fairness, Aftershock is... Tends to be involved in the most dramatic matches of the night, really. Win or lose, they will definitely entertain you. Spookiness factor. How super spoopy was Aftershock? Um, I mean, the damage it causes can be scary. Yeah, yeah. Um, The logo has a little lightning bolt thing on it, because Aftershock. Almost like... like Frankenstein's monster being woken yeah, up, you know. Yeah, that's that's spooky. That's spooky. But I don't think aftershock is the real scary part of t- of Team Shock. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be Will or the Jekyll and Hyde of yeah, Robot Wars, yeah. as Dara called him. Mild mannered teacher by day, and uh... <laughs> evil, ruthless, bloodthirsty. What is this? He finds like great satisfaction in destruction, gets pleasure out of it. I think it's 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 more now. It's now possesses his every wake and thought. He has to destroy things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like when all the kids leave his classroom, he just like gets out like a big hammer and just starts smashing yeah, stuff, smashing tables up. Yeah, and he's back to being mild mannered. Yeah, so he's almost like got like an Incredible Hulk problem going on here. Like if he gets angry, and he's like got the controller in his hand. Is it? Were they joking, or have they actually got a kill switch to stop him from trashing bots post bell? It wouldn't surprise me. God, because wasn't that a thing in the last series that during the ten second countdown mm-hmm. they went in for an extra blow, and it was a bit unnecessary. Yeah, the rage took control. And his father had to hold him back. Yeah, <laughs> he was foaming at the mouth. That should have been <laughs> their like publicity shot. Their profile shot on the mm. website should have been Will being held back by his dad as he's like trying to get <laughs> after shot in front of them. <laughs> that would have been brilliant. Uh. <laughs> All the interviews should have been with his dad and then like they should have gone to Will and he's like, I'm going to kill him. It's really calm. Yeah. His dad's like, we're going to give it a good run. We've got a good bot. We've got some upgrades. Cuts to him and he's like, I'm going to destroy them all. One by one. They're all going to fall. How spoofy would you rate? The bot, one skull. Will, six out of five skulls. <laughs> six skulls. Ultra spooky. <laughs> Unbearable. He's not limited to just the Robot Wars arena. No. <laughs> he is He is going to, like, you know, he's keeping me awake at night, <laughs> worrying that he's outside. <laughs> Looking through the window. Oh, my God, like the little promo package with his face. Yes. Yeah, what was with that? Suddenly it's just... In the dark, in the corner of the screen, his face just flashes up. Like for a couple of frames? Yeah. What was that about? I don't know, but again, like it, it's almost like that was some sort of like MK Ultra mind trick stuff going on where it just imprints his expression into your psyche. I will have nightmares for that. Yeah. Jesus. Okay, let's move on, because I'm really getting like unnerved here yeah, by Aftershock. Yeah, smashes and crack. Crackers and smash. <laughs> that whole thing. 
it's an interesting there, the, the whole cluster bar concept because you have you you split between two very different philosophies here. The two robots are two different things. They're two different things, but it gives us two chances. With two robots, you've got two places that you can attack them. You can get them from the front and behind, or the left and the right, and they won't know which way is coming. Double the robots, double the destruction. Polar division here between a lifter. Uh, and a spinner, right? Almost yeah, like almost, in your yeah. other part of your life where you were both a classical musician yes, and I am, a rock yeah. musician. No, I play with Harrogate Symphony Orchestra and I play with a band in Ripon as well on guitar. Are you both like, yeah. a tea yeah. man and a coffee man? Yeah, I mean, so you've got to <laughs> pick one of You've got to have variety, so we like <laughs> to do both. Good old crackers and smash. Everyone's favourite cluster bots. Oh, what about the swarm? Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, it's not like I have a league of cluster bots and I rate them in order. <laughs> Swarm, you're going down to number two. Crackers and Smash, you got up. You've got Crackers, the lifter bot, mm-hmm. which is more there to pin, get under, get in the way. Mm-hmm. Smash, the spinner bot, which is there to smash. Exactly. You must eliminate both robots to defeat it. Very clever. Five millimeter military grade and industrial grade hardened steel. So these aren't easily trashed robots. No. They don't get easily trashed. They take a beating. They get beaten up quite badly, but they don't it's not like the bits of them litter the floor. No, no. They're it's not, not that falling kind of apart on impact like you would think out of a smaller bot. I think one of the most interesting parts of Crackers and Smash is Smash itself has the fastest spinner in the history of Robot Wars. At eleven thousand RPM. Eleven thousand RPM. Yeah. So, by comparison, carbide's two thousand three hundred. Mm-hmm. Crikey! Yeah, eleven thousand RPM on Smash's little spinner. I mean, they should just make Big Smash. Yeah, that would make more sense. Make Big Smash, but mind you, maybe the bigger, the heavier, the less it's revs, and less, but yeah. still the more powerful. I mean, it was one of those things, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. But that's still an awesome fact. And plays in their favour. They look shinier in this series. They like, do look shinier. I don't know whether they're the same... I don't know how much damage they took in the last one. I can imagine they might have rebuilt them. Because they look very sleek and nice as well. Particularly the green one, Crackers, has a real... That yeah. one looked quite a bit different to what it did last time. I feel like it did anyway. They look really swish, yeah. What do you think the um, little quip, the little, little sentence, little description... Oh, now there's two of them! Is what I think it says. <laughs> double the trouble, double the pain. Double the pain, the pain. The pain. Robots don't have like nerve receptors. There's no pain involved. It's a bot. <laughs> double the destruction, double, double the breaking stuff. Double the trouble, double the pain. What pain? The pain what? felt by in the hearts of the roboteers <laughs> as the a smash coast flying to the moon. Ouch. <laughs> Double the pain. What do you think its biggest weakness is, according to the book? Being tiny. Nope. Time is tight in the pits with two robots to fix. Well, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, that is a thing, I guess. Is that... <laughs> I mean, that's basically like saying, well, it's a given that they're both going to get totaled. Well, <laughs> it's just a case, a question of how long it takes to fix them now. It's their super strength, I question slightly. What's their super strength? Is it their numbers? Sort of. It's the way they they word this. Working as a team, they are unstoppable. Again, okay, robots don't feel pain. 
and Crackers and Smash are not unstoppable. <laughs> if they were unstoppable, they, they would be used in tactical military warfare. <laughs> and they would certainly be the champions of last season. Exactly. I think it's a great cluster bot. Two pretty decently heavy bots that can both do damage. But you wouldn't say unstoppable. I wouldn't say unstoppable. I mean, only if they work together, though. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe <laughs> teamwork's the problem. Together. It's like, damn, if only we worked together, we would have won this. Because you remember, they gave Carbide a bit of a hard time last season. Yeah, yeah. One of the few bots that did, it was them that did. That's how it worked, isn't it? Because Carbide, wasn't it Carbide's blade couldn't get them because they were so small? So small that they kind of like, just were just getting under- slight haircuts from it as opposed to actual impact. Yeah, know? they were one of the ones that actually didn't yeah. do too bad. I tell you what, if you're designing a bot to fight Carbide, making it as close to the floor as possible is a pretty good way to do it. Spookiness of Crackers and Smash? Mm, not, not really. No. I don't, I find them more like, Saturday morning cartoon adorable yeah, as opposed to like smash. Friday night horror channel kind of material. Yeah. And I don't know, like, like <laughs> if you would, if like a gang of people came and beat you up, it's not nice, but I wouldn't really call it spooky. <laughs> no, it's more like, yeah. <laughs> annoying. Yeah. If two guys kind of like jumped out of the dark and went to assault you, but it was crackers and smash. They sound like, like they could be a wrestling tag team, but in the vein of like the Nasty Boys or something. <laughs> yeah. Where they're like street punks that don't care. Crackers and Smash. Like Bebop and Rocksteady. Bebop and Rocksteady. Like from Turtles or something. It's that <laughs> kind of duo. Smash. So no, not, that's like half a skull in the uh, spookiness, <laughs> really. <laughs> so what you're saying is cartoon villains as opposed to spooky, spooky boys. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Right, we're rewinding here. I'll put in a rewind effect here. That kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> if I need to. <laughs> After that. We didn't go through um Aftershock's little... um little. What are we calling these things? These little sentences, you say? We've been doing them for over a, for a year and a half. Yeah, and, and we, we still haven't actually got a name for them. For them. Yeah. These I think little quips. These quips. Little... You keep saying quips as if they're quips. So they might be quips. Should we say quips? Well, now that we've said it at least five or six times in the last minute, we're probably going to be stuck with it. Well, but... what's the book's Aftershock quip? Aftershock quip is, or oh, spinning vertically. <laughs> it's spin them out. Spin them out. Spin them out. Well, I suppose. Wait, spin them out. Spin them out, man. You just got to spin them out. Spin them like out. Like it's an activity, man. Stop chewing those things. Spin them out. Spin them out. When in doubt, spin them out. Yeah. It's like a like government campaign or something. Don't Gab- be in doubt, spin them out. Gabriel 2. Did we do the quip? For- oh, we did do a quip for Crackers and the Smash, didn't we? Yes. Yeah. Did you There's- remember it? Um, well, it wasn't <laughs> the most memorable thing I've ever heard. Um, something to do with there being double the pain. Yeah, double, yeah. double the pain. Double the stupid. All right, let's talk about Gabriel 2. You got five weapons in total. We've got the double hit hammer, the bent mace, the straight mace, the smaller sword, and the bigger sword. May I unveil this? Yep, you can. That is not a happy thing. What is that to do? Uh, that's the mace. There's, it's the momentum of the thing will smash down, presumably. Yes. These things, however, have a very specific purpose. What are they doing? They're meant to entangle spinning bars. Are you fighting a big spinner anytime very soon? Uh, yeah, we are. Are you fighting carbide very soon? Yep. Is that the whole purpose of this? Yep. Nicely worked out. Very good. Did Gabriel win Robot Wars? Yeah. Gabriel 2, Gabriel's back. Same, pretty much the same Gabriel. I don't know where the 2 came from. I don't remember them being called 
Well, maybe they did actually have to build it from scratch. I don't think they did. I think it is just, it is Gabriel in, in upgraded form. It, it is a bit different. The interchangeable weapons, there's now five of them. Okay, so explain this to me. No. Mace bot. <laughs> I thought that as well. Thwack bot. Thwack bot. What's a mace bot? A with a mace. Bot with a mace. Yeah. So what? What <laughs> happens when Gabriel Two puts its hammer on, or its swords? Is it a sword, sword bot? bot? Hammer bot? I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? So do you know the five weapons? Okay. So we've got mace. We've got. Oh man, what's that like? Uh, entanglement thing. That's part of the. That's part of one part of the maces. Of one of the maces. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we've got sword. We've got sword. Um. Is there some sort of like ice pick pickaxe kind of design or something? What have we got? So a hammer, mm-hmm. which literally looks like a big hammer. Yeah. We got the star mace, which is the mace we mostly saw with the entanglement weapons hanging off it. Yeah. We got a short sword and a long sword mm-hmm. and a bent mace. What's the bent mace? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> and we didn't get to see the bent mace. I don't know. If, I don't know. Did we see it? <laughs> Maybe it's. Maybe it's what they call. Maybe it's what they call the mace after all it went through in this episode. They've just renamed it. Oh. Well, we just call it the bent mace now. I guess it's a bent mace, mate. <laughs> I mean, it's. I oh, I just love Gabriel too so much, and it's, loads of reasons whilst you actually yeah. watch the show. But of all the robots that come out, what is it? It's the biggest bot. It's very tall. Yeah, it's one of the and tallest bots. It's such a bonkers design. By all rights, it shouldn't work. But it completely exceeds all expectations every time it comes out. I love the way when you watch it in slow motion, it's like it's made of rubber. It's yeah, bends and folds. Because we've got that like about so many frames per second HD slow mo replays. You can actually see like everything just wobble out as it gets it's impact. Like a real lanky guy slipping on the ice. It's just all over the place. Yeah. Yet somehow always lands on its feet. Oh yeah, incredible. So now we've got the ropes to attach to the eight-point star mace for the entanglement. First time we've seen someone really go for it with entanglement. Not just a couple of little bits hanging off. No, we're talking a bunch of ropes. Like, this is what? a... Like, that was about ten of the ropes. It's like a dreadlock yeah. on top of the mace, ready to... And I wonder if that was put there with a certain robot in mind. You might think so. Yeah. You might think so. And if you noticed... Like, entangled into the ropes was like little... I don't know what they were. They looked like giant nuts and bolts, like big hunks of metal. Yeah, yeah. So when, if it got entangled, there would be... It would pull in bits of metal in with it and yeah, really and do some damage like, on the inner working, yeah. yeah. It, it was pretty cr- a really good idea. It does have new motors. That's probably one of the biggest parts, um, biggest upgrades for Gabriel mm. 2. Yeah. The, the motor version. Motor Gabriel. It, uh, it was 11 miles an hour. Yeah. It now is anywhere from 17.5 to 20. I'm guessing it depends on the weapon and the weight of the weapon. But yeah. big, big upgrade. Nearly doubled its um, top uh, speed. That's excellent. It's it Because of the size of the wheels, it almost like wades over other bots. Again, like a big lanky fellow just yeah. stepping over everything. Just like clearing everything. And that is kind of like its ultimate defense mechanism. The wheels themselves are basically shields. And the wheels... They can be destroyed. They just put new big wheels on. All of the important stuff in the body is elevated high above the ground. Yeah. Where it's not taking nearly as much damage as most other robots are. Very clever. And they, it can get a lot of force behind its big weapon. 
big weapons, particularly the swords. The swords can do a lot of damage. Well, I mean, it, that all boils down to uh, young Toby's driving. You this gotta, thing looks you like it would this. be real hard to control yeah. when it starts losing wheel bits because the traction is just bits of tire that have been cut up and stuck to the yeah that is yeah, yeah. gripped onto the side of the wheel so and it does a damn good yeah. job does uh does the young lad now what is the quip for gabriel <clears throat> um oh good like angels no is it big round wheels with wheels the size of washing machines is exactly what it says washing machines with wheels the size of washing machines. That's not true. The height of washing machines? Yeah. Sure. Not the size of a washing machine. <laughs> that, that would, would be, be ridiculous. Silly. <laughs> Two <laughs> big, thick things on either side of Gabriel's Meter body. thick. <laughs> it would oh. be look like a steamroller. It wouldn't <laughs> it would work. I want to see something like that. It would yeah. either be brilliant or completely undrivable and it would just go <laughs> straight forward and then stop once it gets to the other side. I don't... Uh-huh. Yeah, no, that's a bit odd. So what is its super strength? Big wheels. No. Oh, the other big wheel. the sheer force slash size of its big swinging axe no that's just its weapon it doesn't have an axe it has two swords a hammer and two maces so (laughs) So, its biggest weakness is its supersized wheels that's not a weakness (laughs) we see in this episode just what the wheels are capable of (laughs) Oh. oh man Oh, I'll give it credit. In season eight, it did have a pickaxe and a battle axe. Hey. So it's just the super strength is out of date, I'm afraid, for Gabriel. And they are the 2016 FRA UK champions. So we had, uh, what's the name? Bigger Bologna, you know, um, Eruption. Yeah. Two-time champs on yeah. the live circuit. Gabriel, one-time champ. It's quite a uh, decorated episode. Yeah. Now, the spookiness factor of Gabriel. See... <clears throat> It would be obvious to say it's not spooky at all. It's this angelic robot. Mm-hmm. But there is something very extremely unnerving about this bot. There's something very unnerving about this big, unconventional looking thing that won't stop. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like being chased by Michael Myers. <laughs> it really is. Just You're right. keeps it doesn't going. Stop. And you can just keep, you can keep dominating it. Yeah. Like you can shoot Michael Myers, explode him. Yep. You could be the one who's actually doing all the damage yeah. and you turn around and he's still just walking towards you. Yeah. He's still back next year in the straight to DVD bin. Yeah. It's an <laughs> uh, unstoppable machine. Yeah. So, so actually kind of totally spooky spoopy over here. I would give it, we're looking at probably three and a half skulls out of five. Yeah. Three and a half yeah. skulls. But those skulls have little angel wings. Yeah. <laughs> Dan angel wings on. Okay, let's move on to Big Nipper. I live in Lancashire with my wife and three-year-old daughter. My daughter's really into Robot Wars. She even says the three, two, one, activate when they start. But it's like three, two, one, activate. <laughs> the last series, uh, we were watching it on TV and I give her our transmitter for the robot and she said straight away, she said, oh, I'm driving that one. It was carbide. Oh, good so choice. A good choice, yeah. <laughs> good choice. Would you like her to be driving carbide in the battle that uh, you're yeah, about that to go into? Yeah, that would be all right. Good yeah. luck. <laughs> right, thank you. Big nipper. So oh, big nipper as the... Big nipper. As the 
Scar. Gripper, spinner, big nipper. It's basically that. <laughs> I got that down in the bag. Yeah. Um, so this is, uh, this bot's got a bit of, uh, bit of history to it, hasn't it? So, it does. This is the 2012 and 2007 FRA UK champions. I oh you know. man, so much prestige. It's a big deal robot. Didn't really have a good showing on season eight and people kind of ignore it. It was a heat finalist in season seven. So it's had some success on the show. It's had some success on the show. It's had a lot of success and some real strong showings and two UK championships. Yeah. So it is an actual, it's a proper bot. People yeah. always underestimate Big Nipper when they see it on the show, when they shouldn't. On the surface, it looks very generic. That's a bot. Yeah, it it's is. a bot. Let's, it is. What would you think a Robot Wars bot would look like? Well, it would look like that, wouldn't it? It's the creator bot. But man, it's uh, it's achieved some stuff and it is hella dangerous. Got four to ten millimetres high-grade titanium armour. The centre of it is this big arm-like thing which looks like it just has an industrial tool on the end hmm. that is an interchangeable weapon uh, it got the name big nipper from its original weapon where it wasn't when it wasn't interchangeable which is a big pair of gripping claws which have two tons of force in so they're not a joke and the idea was it grab it and lift or grab it and push hmm. um, those claws look sort of like insect mandibles those kind of big encompassing claws hmm. Uh, as of the past few years, has had the interchangeable disc put into place. So this is a single-toothed 4,000 RPM, 20-kilogram disc. For such a small disc, being 20-kilograms and 4,000 RPM, there was a lot of power in that thing. It's a frequent high-ranker in the live show. So even those... So it won two championships. It's come in the top four or five number of times. It's won the top-performing robots of all time, if you look at robot combat in the uk as a whole what do you think of big nipper yeah oh yeah it's a bit of a good it's a gritty bot it's gritty boy so it's a veteran that people don't realize is veteran until it it does something crazy you're like oh it's actually serious yeah the old guy you see at the bar in in like the old western films just silently drinking and then trouble brews and all of a sudden a hand comes out and just (laughs) holds the bad guy's wrist back when he's about to hit someone yeah he's like gillian murr western style cowboy pub would you believe that i've got like a collection of cowboy films upstairs I love cowboy films. <laughs> as you can tell the, i got the dialogue down man um, <laughs> yeah i mean i think i'm not sure whether it was on the official website but somewhere it had been put that uh they made their bot out of the material that other roboteers tools are made of so their bot is made out of stuff that other bots are built with super titanium is what i'm gonna call it the sort of stuff, uh, was it um, jet engines are made of? Yeah. Yeah, so stuff that's supposed to take a bit of a beating. And to be fair, you don't see it get get trashed at all. No. This isn't a trashable robot by any means. That's the small advantage it has for being... The shape it is isn't a popular shape now because a lot of robots want most of their sort of surface area to be their weapon. Or to lead to their weapon. Mm. I mean, if it's a square from the top, a complete aerial view, you'd see a a square. Three sides of that square are completely vulnerable. There's no weapons or anything there. They're just armour. It's only the front where the weapon is. And yet it can take hits like no problem. So it's a deceptive little tank, really. Deceptive little tank. Yeah. What's the little quip? Oh, he's going to nip you in the face. 
Crush him hard. What? Crush him hard. As opposed to crush him soft. <laughs> crush him hard, mate. Crush him hard. Crush him with reasonable force. <laughs> super strength. Super strength. What's it super strength? It's super strength if it's crushing power. Yeah, it can pick up a robot weighing 300 kilograms. Can it? Great. <laughs> What's its weakness out of interest? Hard to control. High ground clearance. Is it? Yeah, that will come oh. into play this episode. So I, I believe like, it does. Yeah. Out, okay. yeah. So they've actually done a good job on that one. We need to give Big Nipper a super spooky, soupy, spooker rating. How spooky is it? I mean, mm, not. I mean, the name itself kind of softens it up anyway. It would look spookier oh, if we saw the nipper. Um, the nipper weapon on there. Back in the old design, where it was just like a metal box with dirty, bitey thing at the front. Oh, if that was rusty, that would be really. Yeah. That was really rusty. And yeah, like, that'd be unnerving. Wouldn't like it, it came out of the bottom of a lake to kill. It people. It looked like um, a robo cockroach. Almost or like Robo Beetle design. I just that's quite unnerving. That is New unnerving. Big Nipper, kind of adorable, really. Yeah, they still have that. Still got that mandible claw, kind of thing that, going on. They have yeah, the mandible yeah. as a separate weapon. Yeah, but they never use it in this episode, at least. So as it is, one maybe one. one it's, it's slightly spookier it's than dangerous, Crackers and Smash, I suppose. But. Spookier. That's that the, <laughs> that the scale we're using. <laughs> Yeah, big time. Well, who's left? It's only the reigning champions, Carbide. Carbide is, simply put, the most feared machine in the UK. People are scared of it. So you've never fought <laughs> against an entanglement no, weapon? No, they've always okay. been um, abandoned up until this year. Right. Um, I think they've brought in because of how we acted last year. So you guys were too good. Yeah. And how are you going to battle against it? We'll still smash them up. Spinner. It's, yeah, it is. it is a spinner. It is the spinner. It is the bot to beat. It really is. The undefeated as of season nine. Mm-hmm. And still barely defeated at that rate. I've got his win-loss record. Go for it. So what do you reckon his win-loss record is? Um. Well, it lost to... TR2. It has, yeah. And it's lost to Apollo. It has. And I can't remember any of the other losses. Okay. So what do you got? So 17 wins, mm-hmm. three losses. Who was the other loss? Terahertz. Terahertz actually dominated Carbide in wow. their first heat in season eight. Oh, man. They um, just pushed them about and then pushed them into the pit. It's way to do it. Case, it yeah. It may have gone to judges. I can't remember, but they just... So I feel really sorry for the pit. They have Carbide falling into <laughs> but it. But they just, yeah, they that was Carbide's yeah. first loss was to Terahertz. Terahertz is a great machine in and of itself. Yeah. And then TR2 and Apollo, meaning its big weakness, I suppose, in a sense, is on one side, flippers. On the other side, experienced, well-driven robots yeah, seems I to think, be the real weakness I there. think tactical driving seems to be the best way forward you because have the f- to outdrive carbide which isn't isn't easy i mean i don't know how much control they have over carbide once they get up to full revs i'm not sure either they seem to have either mastered it mm-hmm. or it's a lot more than what other spinners have yeah. who seem to really struggle with the gyroscopic effect when they get up to speed mm. and they start like hovering and turning they it all gets a bit a mm. bit iffy carbide never had that big of an issue not since season nine anyway it looks like it controls like there's no issue i'm sure it's probably quite difficult and took a lot of mastering but that's a lot better than uh 
than the rest of the spinners in terms of that. So what do they mean when they say 20% upgrade? Because that's really vague. Well, luckily, I have no info on that. I don't. I cannot find out <laughs> no, what twenty percent better means. I was looking everywhere. It was just twenty percent upgrade. I don't know what that That's means. Like, it's like almost like a video game, uh, like a twenty <laughs> percent oh, upgrade on my stats. <laughs> you just like better, like freaking speed, stamina, and like magic. <laughs> so you got a twenty-five kilogram bar uh, that's eighty-five centimeters long mm-hmm. that spins at twenty-three hundred RPM. What more do you need, really? Um, it's now got, it's got an interchangeable bar now. There's a different bar they can use. One bar is, um, I think, kind of curved. Okay. So that's, that's kind of like curved edges of the bat. Uh, uh, curved the in which way? What, as in to scythe them or curved sort of, for, yeah, yeah, I think. I guess. I don't, know. I don't know which way it spins. I have to see it doing that. We haven't seen it with the other bar yeah. yet. So I have to see how that goes. I say it's, it's probably its biggest weakness. Its biggest weakness here, what do you reckon it says? I don't know. Flippers? Danger of entanglement. Well, yeah, but that, that's because they're building up this entanglement rule. It's almost built up to the point where I do wonder what happens in the grand final. It does seem like they've put a lot of focus on entanglement. And it says it in, it says it in here, because like how I mentioned with, um, what was it, eruptions, weakness suddenly changing to just be spinners. Yeah. It, wonder, it makes me wonder like, if, well... there's a little, if there's a little, not a hint, but like they've gone, oh, Carbite, well, it is actually weak to entanglement, or whether it's just them pushing the entanglement rule because it's there yeah. whether something may have happened to carbide thanks to entanglement in the grand final yeah you don't know no exactly maybe maybe it does beat another robot so badly the whole robot gets entangled it, it basically just eats the bot <laughs> eliminating both at the same yeah. time <laughs> eats the bot and then explodes <laughs> That'd be an amazing. That'd be like a Mortal Kombat finisher. I'd be so impressed <laughs> with that. Oh god. <laughs> okay. I mean, undefeated the- in series nine. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously got a huge target on their back. Yeah. Not going to be as easy this time round. They are the bot to beat. Yeah, they are. They are. Mm. They are the bot to beat. Other bots are designing their bot around beating. Carbide. As we see with Gabriel this episode, you can lose every fight in your heat. And get massive respect for just lasting and giving the fight to Carbide and yeah. almost winning via judge's decision. Simply putting up a fight against Carbide almost deserves its own championship. Yeah, exactly. That is how... <laughs> there should how... be some crumpled little medal they can give you for that. Yeah, the prestige of lasting yeah. with Carbide. Big time. The prestige of beating Carbide is, is huge now. And the three robots have ever beaten it are all former champions. Apollo, Season 8 champion. Mm-hmm. TR2, uh, FRA champion. I can't remember what year. I think 2015. Mm-hmm. Terahertz, a uh, two-time FRA champion. Mm-hmm. In other words, Carbide is a champion. It's only been beat by champions. And it was only beaten champions two seasons ago. And mm-hmm. when it was new and completely untested in any form. Yeah. And even then, it was down to a mix of being outdriven by extremely experienced drivers and their own technical issues for making something so damn good. Mm-hmm. So maybe Carbide's weakness this series, 20% further upgraded. Does that mean there's 20% of untested upgrades that could go wrong? <laughs> maybe. You, you don't know? Yeah. What's the quip? What, what, what one sentence describes Carbide? Spins good. The spinning killing machine. The spinning killing machine. <laughs> See, yeah. see, robots. Can you kill a robot? 
doesn't really have life. <laughs> I don't think you can kill it. I'm just like picking this book apart, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not hard to, to be fair. <laughs> okay. How super spooky, ultra scary is Carbide? I, <laughs> plus, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about this, actually before we even came up with the idea of reviewing them as <laughs> scary, scary things. Scary which just gives me an idea. Well, that tells you how scary <laughs> it's, it's always in the back of my mind just how unnerving this bite is. But it's, if you ever, like, look at it, on the surface, you just, uh, at a glance, you're like, oh, there's carbide, it's the bot, it's green, whatever. When you actually stop and look at it, there is a certain amount of soullessness to carbide. <laughs> like, there's there's no personality or emotion to it. It's so practical and cold and unflashy you know even their logo it's not like a flashy logo and the color green almost feels like it was picked for practical reasons so that you could just spot it from a distance whilst you're controlling it It, and all of that combined just makes it sort of like a really i don't know just so methodical and ruthless and nasty like the terminator that kind of level of horror when i was there in season nine Carbide was the only robot I saw no one work on because it didn't need to be because it didn't take any damage or not really much. It it very rarely had anyone near it. It was just there in its corner, sitting fully built up, waiting. Maybe there's quite a (laughs) scary aura. Yeah, (laughs) like it just sits by itself. Like it's, I don't know, maybe it's it's self-functioning. As I mean, the scariest part. We're like one day, like Dave turns around and goes, "You have to take it away from us. We can't control it." <laughs> Team members, Help us. zero. Yeah. <laughs> Carbide is its own thing. It is. It's a scary bot. Ten million skulls out of five. Okay, we can get into the actual episode now. What clock are we clocking up? We've nearly spent an hour just talking about these bots. I know we've got everyone's predictions. Oh my god, I've got to go through the predictions. Let's lay them out. Come on. Well, let's go through ours first. So you predicted Carbide to win it. Second Aftershock. Third, Gabriel 2. Let me see. I predicted Aftershock to win it. Mm -hmm. I thought Aftershock was going to win the season. (laughs) (laughs) It's not funny. I was so convinced. I don't even know why. It's a good bot, man. It's a good bot. I was like, yeah, they're going to do it. This is their year, man. This is their year. Second Eruption. And third, Gabriel. Yeah, yeah. I almost went Big Nipper third, and I thought, oh, Gabriel, though. I'm a bit bummed at that, because that means I've lost points. Yeah. So what does everyone else say? I probably won't go through everyone's this time, because the amount of predictions that have come in have gotten to a silly point. We could do a whole podcast of me just reading a list of predictions now. (laughs) It would be silly. But let's have a quick look at some of them. We've got... ooh. You should just read them all really fast. I wish I could, but <laughs> I can barely speak English when I'm trying to podcast, let alone trying to do that. <laughs> you know, let's get some from Reddit. We've got Spitfire AGZ, says Carbide, second Big Nipper, third Eruption. Uh, Asha Arbuses, first Aftershock, second Eruption, third Carbide. Asmazif, first Carbide, second Aftershock, third Big Nipper, Hadrada Brad, first aftershock, second Big Nipper, third carbide. Kaylee J, first aftershock, second eruption, third carbide. Lewis McKenzie, first carbide, second eruption, third aftershock. Our friends over at the Puro Puri podcast, first carbide, second eruption, 
third aftershock i still can't say that the name of that podcast properly and we were on it <laughs> matt jones first car bite second eruption third aftershock mr psycho I can't wait for to see him yell at this episode. First eruption, second aftershock, third carbide with at least four arena breakages. Whoa. Let's talk about carbide. Made you bleed. Yeah, I'm kind of like bleeding out of the arm randomly. <laughs> God, this is super spooky as well. <laughs> Happy Halloween. <laughs> Thomas Johnston, first eruption, second aftershock, third carbide. Oh, I could, uh, it, it will get silly if I keep going through them all. There's going to be so many more. But thank you all for your predictions. It's kind of insane. You will all be on the league, don't worry. So if you've sent one in, if I haven't mentioned you, you're you're in the league. We're going to try and post it, the literal league image, to Twitter at some point. Yeah, we'll post that up. And maybe I'll, um, next episode, I'll try and calculate exactly who's on top before we review the episode. So we'll see who's on top and who will uh, take the throne after that. But of course, ukulele Chris. Oh, yes. The fifth Beatle. <laughs> has gone with aftershock to win second eruption third carbide third carbide yeah chris you're out of your mind dude i didn't even have carbide in my top three yeah well <laughs> you, you play dangerous man i was captain i thought i was being captain safe with my lineup yeah that seems it seems like the most logical doesn't i think it, i really? actually hashtagged my tweet playing it safe <laughs> And you got one out of three right. Man, that tells you something, points, doesn't it? <laughs> at least you got the full three points. Looking at it, I'd say, God, only maybe less than half said Carbide would win. It's mostly between Carbide, Aftershock and Eruption is what people went with. Do you think people were expecting to be surprised? Yeah. They were predicting being surprised. I think the way this season's been going, it, through the whole one episode we saw, and the way this episode was built up, and the way the entanglement was built up, I think people expected Carbide to at least see a loss this episode. Yeah. Maybe just in that final bout, at least, to be taken th- through to the 10 bot rumble, which would have been insane seeing Carbide versus nine other robots. But hey, you can't win them all. There are our predictions. Well, now we can talk about the episode because we've already seen it. I was about to say, should we just get into the episode now? All right. Yeah. Are you going to play some like. I don't know, music or sound or promo in between anyway, to give the illusion of time passing. I can. Yeah. All right. No. Okay. So the episode starts with a really good intro. They're in the arena. All the house bots are paraded down, all standing there, sitting it's like parked, a live show. It's like you're being introduced to a live television show. Yeah. Because they're, Ange and Dara are both just standing there with their microphones, and that's how the show starts. Yeah. And then afterwards we get the uh, the intro sequence, which is shorter than the past two seasons. I think works. I think the past two seasons, the intro sequence has been all right, but quite long. It would always have like a whole bunch of people talking for a while over the top of like yeah. people building a robot i like this format uh way way more and how dara and angela are like way more involved now it feels like they're watching it with us as opposed to just passively like interviewing people backstage well, this and is stuff more like this. what a us more how a sport is presented yeah sports presenters 
they analyze they usually have history with that kind of the sport anyway yeah they analyze they're there you know they'll be near whatever the playing field is for whatever it is with their microphone they'll be talking to people regular and often between bouts before bouts all that kind of thing it is more sporty there is definitely a sport influence i say definitely i don't know it feels like it's a big <laughs> influence from the way modern sports are presented yeah absolutely it feels like it feels like a boxing match now doesn't it a bit, it's quite yeah. nice it feels big like a big event yeah like i was like ooh, when it came on i had that big fight feel to a lot of it because i knew i was yeah. seeing carbide and i knew i had my predictions with carbide losing us <laughs> so you're really keeping an eye on carbide yeah really keeping an eye on everything <laughs> uh, we get a previously sequence did we have that in the past two seasons i can't remember i think we might have had a little one maybe this feels much more practical it's sort of like here is literally what happened in the last episode now you've got the facts let's get in yeah do you know what i mean and then go straight to the first fight i really like the just integration of all the promo stuff interviews promos little videos all this stuff happening as everything happens. I think it goes it, through the episode as opposed to being this segment, this segment, this segment. It's the less bots, isn't it? It is. Less bots, That's more the big time factor. for everyone. Yeah, exactly. Which has improved the presentation loads. All right, let's talk about this first match then. Gabriel 2, Big Nipper and Carbide. Gabriel 2, the team, all in black this time around. They're going with a, a yeah. new look. And almost steampunk dad as well. Looked like a metalwork bowler hat, I guess. It did a bit, didn't it? Yeah. And he's got like some sort of like walking stick cane thing that has a bolt of lightning kind of orb on top. It's like a static like orb. I don't know. (laughs) The guy's awesome. He's so cool. I love that they have a different look each season. Because obviously last season they had Cherub. They had the wings that they did. Very angelic and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Before that they had the original Gabriel and they had the whole thing going there. And now they've got this all black look and like you said, yeah. the dad with the the bowler hat and the cane. Yeah. It's it's a it's a classier looking Gabriel. I kinda of like it. But kind of goth. They went goth for this series. Goth goth yeah. Gabriel. They did. <laughs> they should have made Gabriel oh, all black. Should have done them. Yeah. <laughs> and it means business this time. <laughs> um when it comes to carbide, the general idea I got is people fear carbide. Lots of emphasis on entanglement. Yeah, they're still bigging this up. Basically, they're so good, the rules change. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, Big Nipper, we might as well just get Big Nipper, Nipper, the spinner gripper, gets a serious backseat in this match. Yeah. So we're not going to talk about him much in this match because very early on, Big Nipper loses mobility. Which is a shame. Yeah, exactly. So it's Big Nipper's um, outfits. No, what were they? Like aprons. Orange aprons. That's cool. What, like they work in B&Q kind of aprons? Or... Yeah. That's <laughs> cool. Well, they um tool makers, are they? Oh, that makes a lot more sense. So then. they're yep. actually probably like like metal workers aprons. I was, trying so. to, I was trying to relate it to <laughs> Big Nipper, just the robot. I'm like, what does it mean? It's I mean, not a butcher it, bot. Maybe it's like cleaver. Do, do people who handle like bugs have to wear aprons? or? Do... <laughs> <laughs> no dope it turns out that they probably just came straight from work <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> um okay so yeah so big nipper out very early uh not sure what what goes on there too much carbide spend the first few seconds of the match getting to top speed 
big hit on Gabriel. Gabriel too are aggressive on Carbide. They don't run. They no, go no, for they're in. Yeah, they're, they're in there tanking every shot. They're trying to get those entanglement weapons in the, the ropes. They're trying to see if it'll do something. They're constantly swinging yeah. their big floppy mace about trying to get it. Going to give you a hot take now before we get any further into the match. This is a five star match from me. This is this, five out of five. This is a perfect match. Yeah, well, I've given it uh, the full five stars yep. as well. This is our second episode in a row that has had a undisputed five star match. Yep. There was no. I didn't sit and think, oh, is that a five-star match? It was a five-star match. I was sure of it. you got to go with the, yeah. the Meltzer rule, which is... If, if you, you doubt it, it ain't. If you doubt yep. it, it's 4.75. That's yep. the way it works. But this was definitely five-star matchup. Big Nipper do get one hit off on Gabriel 2, which actually knocks them into the Dial of Doom. That's the oh, official is it Dial of name. Doom is the, the official name? Can I still the, call it the Randomator? Yeah, the whatever Randomizer. <laughs> whatever we're calling it now. <laughs> the Randomizer, which yeah. releases... Rogue house robots, which we, of course, call rogue bots because mm-hmm. it sounds cool. Much better. Yeah. Makes a lot more sense. Yeah. And that's when, is it Shunt comes out and just gives a couple of thwacks to Gabriel? So it doesn't really do all doesn't that. Really much. Do. In all fairness, Carbide is struggling to put Gabriel down. None of the house bots are going to be able to do much <laughs> yeah. at this point. <laughs> like, it just, Gabriel's just loose and without a care. Well, the plan was like- dive at it and see what happens. It looks like Gabriel 2 are the ones that hit Big Nipper dead in the end. Yeah. I don't know what happened to Big Nipper. It obviously wasn't something major killer because they come back later on. So without any real issues. The thing is, in the slow-mo replays, you can really see what Gabriel's doing. In the actual fight, when you're watching it as it's playing, all the action's very quick. And anything Carbide does looks hugely impressive. And it's not until you see the replays and you see the mace coming down on another bot that you think, man, that has got to hurt. It's always thwacking, which is why it's yeah. a thwack bot, not a... Mace bot. Mace bot. <laughs> really went over the mace yeah. theme. They but don't like they the word thwack. to use the other weapons. Doesn't no. mean that's all they are. <laughs> <laughs> but Carbide is wrecking Gabriel's wheels, and the wheels keep turning because at the end of the day, yeah. the motors are in the main body of the yeah, robot, exactly. which Carbide can't yeah. get to. It's too high up. Yeah. So all it can do is keep... It's like... When a cat or a dog just claws at something for mm. ages, the way the wheels look, yeah. they're just getting shredded, but they're still functioning. I mean, Carbide's aim was to shatter a wheel. That was the only way it was going to fully incapacitate. Yeah, get rid of the wheels, because yeah. you, you can't really do much else. Or yeah. Maybe if you're lucky, you'd perhaps smack the mace and cause that to go flying off. Yeah, maybe. maybe. No, that's a or just hoping that one of the impacts of the wheels would go up to the bot and knock a link out or something or knock it far enough that it bashes into the floor yeah. or something or bashes into the air or goes into something or goes into the pit whatever we're going crazy there but gabriel took two minutes of carbide smashing uninterrupted first Not minute there was three that. of them but two minutes solid of it there was a serious moment where i was convinced carbide was losing and that is when a chunk of carbide's tire comes yeah. out stuck under carbide and for a good few seconds, they, they can, ain't moving. They, they can only turn. They can only yeah. just turn on the spot, which if that carried on, Gabriel would have won. Yeah, that had been it. That had been Gabriel's. Gabriel got a bigger chunk of Carbide's tyre yeah. off him. Think of how insane that would have been. Gabriel, too, almost beat Carbide yeah. by KO. Yeah, That was, that that was been, a serious That would have been unbelievable. And in, in the typical passive... Gabriel style as well. I mean, it's a very aggressive attack, but at the end of the day, 
Gabriel was tanking the hits, knowing full well that there's a good chance it was going to outlast. It was them. tanking to the hits to the point where it tanks a hit that causes Carbide to flip and rebound off of Shunt mm. in a huge impact. Something goes flying off into here. I think it's a bit of Shunt. I'm not sure. Mm. Uh, Carbide weapon's still going. That was another moment where I thought, that might be Carbide dead from the sheer yeah. impact of it. If that spinner stops going, they've got nothing. Gabriel 2, ignoring the wheels, which are just two big aesthetic things. Really. Well, they're, they're practical, but in yeah. terms of just the wheel itself... Yeah. Gabriel 2 is in good condition. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's doing like, fine. It's just the wheels that are a bit mangled. It just looks bad because the wheels are big. If the wheels are small, like every other robot, yeah. you think it looked fine. Oh, yeah, the wheels are a bit battered, but that's no big deal. It's just little yeah. wheels. It's just because they're big that it looks worse than what it is. Uh, the Dial of Doom gets hit again, so the randomizer. I'll keep it right. Oh, yes. That's when the pit gets cooled down. That's when I, for some, because I was, because I didn't predict carbide, I was like, yeah, carbide's going to go in the pit now. That's what's going <laughs> to happen. <laughs> no, it just sort of was unnervingly in the background, but didn't actually come into play. Gabriel 2 lose all traction because most of the tyre has come off. So mm. they're sliding around like a, like someone on ice or a cartoon. I think it was like Dara. Dara says it's like a cartoon character where the legs are spinning, but they ain't moving yet. It, you know? it really is like that. It's kind of, it's bizarre to watch because mm. they're just, wheels are moving really fast and then they're going forward really slow but regardless still moving. It's, it's a functioning bot still although inevitably carbide does win on judge's decision they did manage to last all that time taking well how many hits from carbide countless that must have been down purely to mostly to damage because both of them Were the only ones that time. really got damaged parts of them that really got mm. damaged were each of their wheels. Yeah. But Carbide did do a lot of damage to Gabriel's wheels, whereas yeah. Gabriel just got a chunk of their tyre off. But... In terms of aggression, I think Gabriel arguably had that. I think it could... It must have been close. Yeah. Because I was... I didn't know who was going to be winning that. Yeah. I had no idea who the judges were going to pick. It really could Angela have thought it was going to go to Gabriel. Yeah. And that could yeah. have changed the course of the whole show, because that would have meant Gar- Carbide were going to fight in an extra battle. Yeah. may not have been ready in time, as we learned. They end up having... Uh, they've burnt out their batteries during yeah. this fight. Because Imagine if that so came long. into play during the fight, though. Mm. All of a sudden, Carbide just shuts down. Because they're using the spinner so much in this fight. Constant. It's constant spinner. An extra 30 seconds. That probably would have been Gabriel's fight. Yeah. Without doubt. This could have been Gabriel. This is arguably Gabriel's fight, yeah. to, according to numerous people. A true epic battle. The respect between both teams immediately. Carbide's like that was our best fight ever. Yeah, by by a mile. And, and he's really right. Was. Yeah. It, it was. It was yeah. their best fight ever. We've opened the show with a five star match mm-hmm. that has ended with Carbide winning, but literally hobbling along. Yeah, because they're running low on battery. Their batteries are burnt out. They've been spinning for ages. They've taken loads of impacts. They're scratched up. They are more beaten up. They look more beaten up now from Gabriel 2 yeah. than how they looked throughout the entirety of Season 9. It's unbelievable, isn't it? I mean, we uh, this is probably going to end up being match of the series at this rate. It's one of the best matches I've ever seen. Yeah. Because it has everything you need. It's not just all-out destruction. It's so close with so much big moments, mm. just not knowing who can win. It's that moment where the passion of the robot is bleeds into the bot almost because 
these bots just kept going, going, clash after clash. This is the start of a big sort of episode-encompassing story for Carbide. The reigning champs come in, they're confident they were undefeated mm-hmm. last season. They were barely touched last season, I yep. think, was it? Ironside 3 got a small nick on them. Mm-hmm. That was it. I remember that, that yeah, yeah. Biggest amount of damage they took, which was practically nothing. And they just had a nice, easy run. First match back, and they're pushed to the absolute limit. Yep. Then their batteries are burnt out, and they have to get new batteries, and they don't even know if they're going to be able to compete. They're literally thinking that they could have to withdraw. That's crazy. They weren't prepared for long matches. And why would you be? You're carbide. Your track record is knockouts in like 30 seconds or less. Three minutes of constantly using the spinner. Two minutes of another bot tanking every hit. If this was wrestling, and this was something that was booked and predetermined, this would be my grand final match. Yeah, big time. This would be for the championship. This could have been a grand final. This, you know, love Big Nipper. They weren't part of this match. It no. was This was Carbide versus Gabriel 2. Yeah. And this will stand the test of time in roboteering <laughs> as opposed to any, like, yeah. any disappointing grand final you'll forget about eventually. This match yeah. is one for the history books, a standing ovation for Gabriel 2 yeah. as they return. They got the standing guard on the way out. I think Gabriel's one of my favourite robots, just in in general. I love how unconventional it is. I love that it's unconventional whilst also being effective. Every time you get a wacky bot come Mm. along, it's like, what was it called? Um, What was that big sphere in season one? The big green sphere thing. Yeah, I know which one you mean. Yeah, it was um, Psycho Sprout. Psycho Sprout. It was a way it just didn't do anything because it was just a big sphere and it just didn't work. So, you know. so like with Gabriel, it it there's nothing out there that looks and acts quite like Gabriel. What a bot. Well, that's the first match. That was the first Jesus match. Christ. And we've already got like the champions are, are on the bench getting mended. Champions know, reeling. Brought back from the brink of death at that point. And now we have to move on to Eruption, Aftershock, and Crackers and Smash. Jesus Christ. What a lineup. <laughs> <laughs> this is absolutely insane. So eruption, uh, the lesson I got from Michael was Robot Wars is more important than university. I suppose lots of people have got a degree. How many people could say they've won Robot Wars? Exactly. Yeah. Something like, I don't know, maybe 20 if you tell yeah. people on team. I don't know. I've not counted. No. It depends if you count the FRA championship. It's certainly well. a lot less than people who have attended university. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is, yeah. Okay. I also like the fact that um, Will of Aftershock is a teacher, so you've got a student versus a teacher. Ooh. But and I also like the dynamic that Will goes nuts. He's the teacher. He's the one who keeps getting his anger yeah. in it. Whereas Michael, the student, is methodical yeah. and silent. Constantly and focused. Concentrating and yeah. focused. He is zen. He gets in the zone. And Aftershock, is this where they mention they have the, um, the kill switch on the controller? So that <laughs> if he loses his... Rag, they're just going to kill switch him. <laughs> is it, it for the controller or is it for him? <laughs> <laughs> he, kills him. He, just... he starts losing his rage. They're like, night, night. <laughs> and he just drops to the floor. He's just got a little, like, uh, almost like a taser in his back. Yeah. So he just, it stops. He just he can't do anything. <laughs> it's crazy knockout gas or something. <laughs> <laughs> and he just falls down. This, this match is a bit weird. What a strange match. After this is... A complete, completely different match to the previous one. Very early on, after minor altercations, 
Aftershock absolutely murders the floor flipper. Yeah, I think it, the floor flipper goes to flip crackers or smash. Mm-hmm. Aftershock, I'm guessing, are going in to try and kill crackers or smash at the same time. Flipper goes up. Aftershock hit the side sort of plating of the arena flipper. I don't think mm-hmm. it actually got anything that important. It's just because it got that side plating of it that crumpled up. The flipper can't seem to then can't really close properly. Certainly can't function anymore. Can't function anymore. I think it, it looks worse than it is in terms of the damage. Yeah, on, absolutely. On yeah, yeah. Firstly, that continues the aftershock versus the arena rivalry, which is one of the long-term rivalries. Well, the main of rivalries. The reboot. So that's yeah, up there yeah. with Apollo versus Carbide. Oh, big time, big and time. versus Carbide, and everyone versus Carbide. Uh, exactly. There's aftershock versus the arena, and how many parts of the arena? Can they break? It's it's getting bad now. It's it getting out of hand. Bad. It is getting out of hand. But also, this creates a bit of an awkward situation because what we've seen in past series is if the arena gets damaged, they call Cease mm. and they fix it. So when they notice the floor flipper's damaged, I think... I'm not 100% sure, but I think Crackers and Smash stop and they tell aftershock to stop they and there's if, some murmurings of the word cease in the roboteers box which is probably why you should keep the roboteers separate because they all started to get in a muddle amongst themselves that's a good point you know eruption stays focused stays on the game it's not until after the match but dara does clean it up by saying you know there's a buzzer for cease yeah and if you don't goes, hear the buzzer there ain't cease. no cease yeah <laughs> Not until you've officially heard that, otherwise it's still going. But that, like, it completely throws the whole match out of whack, then. After that, it just completely goes nuts. It's very clear when Cease is called. If it's not called, the match is still going. But in the heat of fight, I can imagine that all of a sudden someone's like, oh, quick, stop, stop. You'd be like, what, 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 stop? You wouldn't be thinking, would you? over and over again. You're like, you know. Do I stop or don't I stop? You're under that much pressure, exactly. I think, it's like you said, they need to... (laughs) They need to keep them separate. I think the issue is, if you've noticed, every single fight, all the Roboteers are in one booth. Yeah. Because who's in the other booth? Dara and Angela. Dara and Angela. And well, I like that. I, like I do that, like it. But maybe a little change of floor plan so that all the Roboteers have their own little bit to be in. Yeah. So at least then they don't, they're not going to tell each other to stop. Yeah. And they can't. Blame other roboteers for it. It's it's awkward. I'm not saying eruption took advantage of the situation, but they did manage to flip every other bot out of the arena afterwards. That flip on aftershock straight out of the arena without without any remorse. Yeah. Go straight up to them, realise they're not doing anything. Well, we'll go up to them, flip them out. Not only do they flip them out, aftershock land spinner first and bounce off of the arena wall yeah just shooting into whatever that is they the hit void. The, they hit the barricade and then they just get sent straight into the upside down and that's it they're gone yeah. aftershock whoop, see you later crackers and smash don't stand a real chance anymore no one um, by one crackers go out of the arena smash get absolutely launched out of a poor smash this episode smash gets launched out of the arena bounces off the uh, I think this is a polycarbonate wall on the other side, and just that's them gone. Absolutely cleared house for eruption. So it's once eruption has sent everyone to the shadow realm, then we get the shot of everyone in a state of confusion, mm-hmm. and you do have to feel sorry for them because it didn't feel like a straightforward match after that floor flipper sitch. What we saw last episode when the uh, when the spikes went up and 
came out. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Did it yeah, stop yeah. the fight? I mean, they they just they didn't bother with them in this episode, did they? No, no. I think they. I think generally speaking, these days they're only going to stop the fight if a whole side or floor panel comes out. Like when yeah. was it? Um, was it when Cherub, or at least when someone was shot into the arena wall? Someone got because shot into the arena wall, and the, the wall panel wall fell. And then... It's a threat to the audience. Then, yeah, sort of. I mean. There's still a huge barrier. Between oh God, them. yeah, they yeah. Never get because yeah. that's where the out of the arena bit is. Yeah, but that might cause some issues in regards to health and safety and stuff. And you'd you're better off having a wall in the arena. That's big and a floor, big time. The damage, like uh, if a whole floor panel comes out and they go under the arena, I don't know what's under there, but I yeah. imagine the damage it could cause would be frustrating to deal with. Let's say at least many hours of repair work, which would be a lot worse than many minutes of repair work. Did you yeah. also notice this episode? There were no arena spikes. When yeah. they went over the spikes, sparks just fly up. <laughs> yeah, no, they, they took them out because obviously they were. That must have been from. They were way OP. They were just dangerous, and they weren't doing what they normally do. Plus, I mean, I don't hate them, but there's nothing more irritating in a Robot Wars match where everything's really going crazy, and then everything stops because a floor spike just sort of got in the way. <laughs> They're more like a irritant than a hazard yeah I get like the mean. floor flipper it's like and then all of a sudden it's dramatic the isn't it? whereas yeah. the spikes tend to just come up and just stop if, if a bot something goes, and that's it <laughs> and like all the actual suddenly stop so you'll love next episode then because as we saw from the previews the spikes are back I'm no guessing it's, uh, i'm missing this is mid unless they have now accepted that they are projectiles now that's fine that is fine because it projectile if it goes yeah. right at the right spot under a robot and it projected the robot under like a small cluster bot <laughs> that'd be terrible uh, yeah yeah it's it's a controversial finish but at the end of the day regardless of all that eruption did manage to eject every bot from the arena with precision ruthless precision eruption looked great nice and shiny eruption i noticed uh, not a not a scratch on them no damage and cease means cease there was no cease so you don't have to cease they were playing by the rules. Mm-hmm. And there ain't no best mates in a war. Uh, we've got uh, Angela giving us the gossip. Yeah, well, she gave yeah. us the backstage gossip about how they'd, they usually agreed to take out the other bot first and then focus on each other. But that, that is Will's mistake. What do we know about Michael? Tactician. Yeah, yeah. Tell him, oh, no, I'm, I'm not going to flip you out until you've beaten this other robot, mate. <laughs> Tactician. This is what it's about. <laughs> Suddenly he turns around and starts cackling evilly to himself. He simply says yeah. that this is one of the most important things in his life. This yeah. is important. So he's not going to deal. Know, yeah. And <laughs> no he- friends in the arena. This is, <laughs> this is a fight. Uh, it was a good match, but at the same time, there was just some controversy and it wasn't quite the five star match that we opened with either. As far as adding to the whole drama of the episode, it definitely did that. Both of the, the fights showed. Really showed off Eruption and mm-hmm. Carbide. Yeah. The two grand finalists, the number one mm-hmm. and number two spots, showing why they are number one and number two. It's interesting seeing Eruption dominate when they're the runners-up, but Carbide struggle as the champions. Yeah. It's an... Oh, I, I like that. I like that. But now we're into the losing bracket. Losing bracket. No shame in that. The redemption round. Make it's it the losers nice bracket. Losers bracket. You losers. You lost. <laughs> you all lost. There and is, they got to go to losers bracket. There is no shame. We're talking about Aftershock versus Gabriel 2. I would not call that a losers bracket. <laughs> <laughs> you go with the redemption round. I'm going to call them the redemptioners now. Redemptioners. <laughs> Aftershock versus Gabriel 2. I mean, the fact that Gabriel 2 is still 
around. He <laughs> got sliced up. Will says he wants his old self back, his old ruthless self back. Like he can't find his inner demon to help <laughs> the old Stone Cold. If you remember all that, <laughs> yeah. that oh, I want the old Will back. Aww. Damn it! Maybe next season we get the old. <laughs> he's gonna come in, but he's gonna be like he's gonna look slightly like emo-y or something, like Spider Man Three, where Peter Parker's like got oh Jesus, uh, yeah, Christ. Venom. Uh, yeah, so he gets like, a bit of an asshole attitude. Oh, God. Spider-Man yeah. 3 was bad when it came out. Now it's going to be bad and dated. Yeah, badly Ooh, dated. Jeez, that's yeah. bad. Regardless, the first thing you notice is Aftershock can go underneath Gabriel 2. It's like, the- entirely, almost. Aftershock are a much better shape to hit Gabriel 2's body where all the important workings are. Because it's an uppercut. It's going upwards, so it's going up towards Gabriel's Because it's a vertical main- spinner. Yeah, and the spinner is at the top. It's taller. The top tip of aftershock can hit Gabriel too, which is basically the story of this match. That's the main yeah, player in it. Exactly. I mean, the the entanglement rope is used. They still try and big it up, but it doesn't have too much of an effect on the outcome. To be honest, it almost looks like it starts to like you see the entanglement rope go in, and almost for those few seconds, it's like, oh, is that is that working? Is that is that slowing the um, spinner down? Mm. It turns out the answer is no. I reckon if one of those metal bits got caught in it, maybe it would have worked. But I think it was just rope that came in and it just yeah. sort of shredded it, really. Exactly. And this is going to be the thing with entanglement weapons. We're dealing with spinning blades of metal, throwing nylon, and it's not going to do anything. We'll see what other um other materials are like, because if you noticed um, Crackers and Smash, one of the interesting things about them mm. is they're entanglement weapons look like chains. Yeah. Now, that's not going to be... If you do get entangled... With a chain inside there, that even would if it probably breaks stop the it. chains yeah. and stuff, that's bits of metal, metal rattling around inside it. Mm. That's the kind of thing that's going to cut things up inside. Yep, yeah, it's a good idea. Eventually, Gabriel Two just kind of stops working, kind of at last, really. I think it's it only takes two or three big hits from aftershock. Aftershock got a much much easier time with Gabriel Two than Carbide did, yeah. mainly because Carbide could only hit the wheels. Yeah, Gabriel Two hit in the body. Yeah. It's still. Uh, aftershock hit in the body. Yeah. Aftershock are still still takes a few shots from them, whereas there are a lot of bots that we've taken out from one shot from aftershock. So Gabriel two still do a good job by surviving four or five hits. Yeah, they did that one hit. They show they like to show in slow motion a lot where it, it lands on the wheel. The wheel bends. The mace bends. It's like dropping this rubbery doll yeah. down. It's it's incredible to watch. But once Gabriel two die, they just die and get medieval style executed by sir kill a lot yeah we get our sir kill a lot video moment don't we mm-hmm. which is kind of cool really cleanly snips off the mace like <laughs> you tried entanglement weapons that didn't work so we'll just it cuts get... to the judges table and they're yeah, loving it seth who's yeah. just ruthlessly laughing at this kid's <laughs> robot him. being like it's not like they could have been sitting there like no it might still be all right it might still be all right and then in walks a killer lot just to make sure you know just not all right yep that ain't coming back <laughs> the proper killing blow but I-, I love the attitude of the gabriel 2 team where um craig the father is just like oh no we're dead that's such a shame that's okay though yeah he's just so proud to be there and he's so proud of what they've achieved and- they achieved a five-star match of carbide yeah they don't need to achieve anything else he can't, he can't get better than that. No. 
that might be our best performance we see against Carbide this whole season, for all we know. Gabriel, two are out already. Is yeah. this the best performing robot to not win a match? Yeah. It's got to be, hasn't it? Yeah, easily. It literally, it did not win in this episode. No. Yet. <laughs> yeah, it feels like it put on the performance of a lifetime. There was not yeah. a single victory, yet it feels like it. It feels weird saying that. If you've yeah. only seen two matches of it, absolutely incredible. Oh, it's such a shame we're seeing Gabriel 2 go out so early. Well, this is what happens when you have a stacked card like this. Mm-hmm. Got to be a big relief for Carbide, though, when they saw Gabriel Yeah, two. They must have been like, big time. oh, thank God for that. If they got stuck with them in the final... An- yeah, another fight with Gabriel 2 yeah. would have been Tanking such every a... hit. Yeah. Oh, they would have been serious danger. Because they just have to run fight. down the battery. They just mm-hmm. have to run Carbide's battery down by just eating every single spinner hit. Gabriel 2 had a nice bit of practice against Carbide as well from that first yeah. round. They might have um, more tactically placed their uh, entanglement. If yeah. you notice with the Aftershock one, the entanglement rope was in a different place. It wasn't on the mace. Mm. It was hanging from the body because they knew Aftershock would get under them. Uh, so it hung yeah. off. Very clever. Very they cool. changed where it was hanging from. They might have tried something similar yeah. with Carbide. Could they hang entanglement on the wheels? That would have been... That would been brilliant. <laughs> makes you wonder, doesn't it? That makes you wonder. Yeah. But the map, because it did happen. Done and done. And that leads us to Big Nipper versus Crack and Smash. And in the Big Nipper video, we get a random hammer moment. Random hammering. Bang. Bang. Big Sledgehammer just hits his robot. Hits his robot, probably Why? testing to see whether it could take a hammer hit. Why not just use a... I don't know. Just something it's else. In, it's like this unwritten thing, because I feel like it's not mentioned much. You know, like like on the forums or on Twitter or anything, but video footage of random hammering is just like this running motif that just keeps jumping out at me whenever we see backstage stuff. Really strange. Regardless, uh, very early on, and Crackers loses both the arms. God, I didn't even realise it had arms. Well, <laughs> because that's how fast this happened. They were removed very quickly. Big Nipper really shows its power when you are in reach of that spinner. God, that is a strong spinner. Big Nipper, very aggressive. They know this is their only chance or they're out. Yep. Crackers. Crackers get stuck under Sir Killer. That's yeah, a really Sir Killer just sort of sits on it for a while. It. Yeah. It gives it a second just to acknowledge that it's happened and then just gets off. Dominance play, yeah, wasn't it? Exactly. It was, it was just yeah. like, sat on it. Now you know. <laughs> well, let's talk about the next bit, though, where... Smash gets I think it was Smash. Yeah, it was Smash. Gets uppercutted out of the arena and into the lighting. Sent to the moon. This is becoming such a normal thing now. It's like we're gonna have to have a I dunno, my planet needs me moment of the week at this point. Exactly. Because things are being sent to the ceiling. Yeah. Uh, I've never seen anything like it. What two or three times this season. They were only in episode two. I don't know if I've ever seen something get hit so high. From a spinner. We've seen a couple of things go out of the arena from spinners. Uh, Matilda did it a couple of seasons or last season with her. Yeah. Uh, she's a house robot. Yeah. She's got a, she's got a much bigger Overpowered toy. as it is, yeah. Big Nipper's hit on Smash is absolutely insane. And it definitely makes you turn around and realise, no, Big Nipper is certainly not to be underestimated. That was one of the biggest hits they've ever seen. It was great for television. Once they acknowledged the fact that they'd actually damaged part of the set that you don't see normally. Yeah, part of the lighting room. Yeah, yeah. that gives you scope on just how destructive 
this bot is and what an impact that was. Then they just go up to crackers, hit it a little bit, put it into the, um, the flame pit, countdown goes down. I do like the fact that you see the judges speak when they notice a dead robot and then you see Noel Sharkey press the countdown button. Yeah, I for some strange reason, I literally was just picking up on this this episode i don't know whether it's been like really obvious but it was yeah, in last episode, he just sort of taps yeah. the old uh, button and sets off the countdown he's in I, charge of that. my one criticism of this is the button needs to be bigger and redder Giant. and make a honky honk noise <laughs> something like that <laughs> it needs to be big if it's going to be on camera make it ridiculous and big or like big put a skull and crossbones on the button big red button he has to like do it with his fist like he has to hammer <laughs> down the button <laughs> I um, think that would work sort of a like robotic skull and crossbones on it Crackers gets barbecued f 5 by Sir Killalot Big Nipper look fantastic I think they had one moment after they sent Smash to the moon where they go uh, I guess they get a bit excited mm-hmm. and they drive straight into the flipper and shunt for no reason <laughs> but other <laughs> Not than that what you Big do. Nipper yeah. showing why they are a two time champion yeah. they powerhouse their way through this and <laughs> they did leave a moment that can always be used in best ofs forever such a great shot man okay so that leads to the semi-finals yeah and a, and a really big match carbide versus aftershock again another match you would expect to see as the grand final final match yeah but nope it's here in the semi-finals carbide yeah. new battery aftershock special anti-carbide blade yeah i'd love to know how close carbide was going out can you imagine mm. the feeling amongst the in the pits like it would have been like carbide's nearly out apparently there and then gabriel the would have been the guys that took out carbon yeah they would have would they have taken would their place? Yeah, they, 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 maybe they would have yeah i mean they they technically were yeah they, they were the runner-up of that match i suppose they would have gone through interesting interesting mm. thing okay so what we've got here is horizontal spinning blade versus vertical spinning blade not just <laughs> that though is it it's vertical spinning blade versus carbide carbide it's a very short match, and it's exactly what you expect. <laughs> no, I expected Aftershock to do so much better in, the, <laughs> you, in general. You, you, Aft- had, Aftershock you were had, betting on them. <laughs> a lot of people were. A lot of people put yeah. Aftershock as the winners of this. Almost everyone put them in their top yeah. three. Aftershock put their anti-carbide blade on. Their big single-tooth spinning thing. Specifically to deal with them. They've got a new weapon motoring, because they're up they learnt that their old one seized. Yeah. So a new weapon motor with a nice, new, shiny, anti-carbide blade. What happens to that anti-carbide blade? It just stops because it gets hit by carbide. I think it got shattered a bit as well. A bit comes off of yeah. it. Yeah, and it off the top of it. The match starts fantastic, though. It's head-on collision. Hmm. Both of them are confident that their blade's going to beat the other. It's, it's like that. a sword fight, isn't it, almost? It's... They're constantly just clashing their blades against each other. Yeah. Very early on, Carbide take out a bit of the side of Aftershock, which basically takes out one of their wheels. So mm. they're almost stuck on a loop. They can't go far now, Aftershock. Mm. The huge collision, just right in the centre. Uh, this is the Carbide killing Aftershock. One of the biggest collisions I think we've seen ever. Two suns colliding. Yeah. The unstoppable force meeting the immovable object. It's just this huge hit. Carbide fly into the air, land, they're okay. 
Aftershock don't really fly into the air. They just sort of bump back a bit, but stop. That's the end of Aftershock. I mean, it's it's difficult, really, because Carbide can now kind of tank its own hits better. It's not having any issues, really, is it? Not really, no. We do learn that Aftershock did get a few bashes in on Carbide. Mm. Bit of a bash on the side, which taken out a chunk, which has actually caused a reasonable amount of damage, something that needs to be repaired, because yeah. it's a part that's integral to the, the build of the robot, mm. and a few scratches as well. If Aftershock had got more hits in, it may have been able to do it, but considering that was the anti-Carbide blade, yeah. they got three or four hits on the side of Carbide. Carbide still went. And then they got a big head-on collision that sent Carbide flying, but Aftershock was still the ones that died, and Carbide yeah. was still going by the end of it. It was Carbide's match. It was Carbide's match. I kind of expected it, to be honest. I know that Aftershock are better than ever, but... So is Carbide. Yeah. They're 20% that, better. That 20% came into play in that match, mate, I'll tell you that. <laughs> okay, so that leads us to Eruption versus Big Nipper. Both sharpening their bots to get as low ground clearance as possible. Yeah, how cool is that? That's such an is awesome that like, sight. Is that might be like the Robot Wars equivalent of like dipping your hands in broken glass and glue before a street fight like, or something. <laughs> They're like all like angrily staring at each other whilst just trimming their bots down at the bottom. It's, like, <laughs> it's like such a kickboxer moment. Every fight is so unique. Yeah. This is just cat and mouse. What happens is... Eruption establishes early that it can get underneath Big Nipper and completely wobbles the match for Big Nipper, who then go on the absolute defensive, much to the dismay of Sharky. <laughs> yes. He hates it when people go on the defensive. Non-aggression. Two main issues. One, Big Nipper cannot get to the side of Eruption mm-hmm. because with their spinner going, the gyroscopic force it's causing them a few control issues. They mm-hmm. cannot control as accurately as Eruption. Yeah. They just can't with the spinner going. You nope. see them start to take off at the sides when they try and turn. And this leads to the other issue, which is they can't get to the side of Eruption. Mm-hmm. And because of the shape of that vertical spinner, when they go up to Eruption, their vertical spinner never hits Eruption. No. They've tu- Some points they are touching Eruption. And the spinner doesn't actually hit Eruption. It's not getting any good shots off because it just doesn't seem to make the right kind of contact. And this seems this is probably why the horizontal spinners are better against robots like Eruption. The the the, the flippers with the wedge, the, the slope the and wedges, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because a horizontal one will just hit it, even if it's armored up, it will still hit it. Yeah. Whereas the vertical one, it needs to be sticking out quite a bit in order to get it hit. Else exactly. They're just going. They're just going over the top of Eruption before they can touch it. There's a great flip where um, Eruption sends him almost in between the house spot and the tire of the random button. Yeah, I It just that. sort of like gets wedged for a second, tumbles back down. Other than that, kind of uneventful, I guess. Yeah, like I said, a lot of cat and mouse. We do see more Fog of War. Fog <laughs> of War's been very, um, I don't know. The best part about Fog of War is how Jonathan announces it. It's it's how everyone announces it. Obviously, this is new. They're excited. Ooh, it's a fancy thing. The fog of war goes off. The announcer goes, fog of war. Then I think it's Angela goes, oh, this is the fog of war. And then Jonathan, and then Jonathan goes, Pierce goes, what is that? fog like, of war. <laughs> like, like he was in the middle of talking and the fog yeah. of war button literally made him say that. Triggered him. Yeah, triggered him to say that. It's like they've all been told, right, make sure, guys, when the fog of war put happens... Put over fog of war. Yeah, put yeah. over the fog of war. Fog of war's the thing it's, now. 
Yeah. Make, yeah, put Fog of War over. I mean, I, I think... scream Fog of War. <laughs> I was half expecting the audience to just go, Fog, Fog of, of War! War. I like Fog of War signs to suddenly fly. <laughs> I like this Fog massive neon sign starts flashing and says Fog, Fog of War. Fog of War. Fog of I think War. it's kind of a cool idea because it's just a... It's another possibility, so it mixes things up a bit. You need I, a fog cam. I don't know what's happening. I know, where's the predator vision? I'm it's like, that, the, the fog goes awesome. away and after uh, eruptions upside down and Big Nipper are just sort of hanging around near the house robots, but nothing comes of it. When I think that's the important thing. Nothing actually comes of this. Fog of War should last slightly longer and every single arena hazard should go off at once when it happens. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah, that would be That could, like, shake things up a bit. Like, if they all just suddenly went, boom, <laughs> and the pit even drops temporarily. Yeah, so when it comes back, you really yeah. don't know what's happened. You don't know like- what's happened. You could come back and, like, the bots could be all over the place. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's a cool idea. Anyway, it doesn't matter because the uh, match is hugely uneventful and judges obviously give it to eruption because big nipper was just not not, not giving it the welly you get you get the most points for aggression and they weren't aggressive the, no. the one moment of aggression eruption are upside down big nipper's like oh we can get them you think eruption upside down they're no longer a wedge so to speak yeah. at least in terms of a target yeah. big nipper go up to them touch them full force the spinner doesn't hit eruption oh. it's that shape of the spinner it's almost like it needs to poke out just yeah. a little bit more so it just has that little bit more reach. It doesn't have the reach to get eruption. And that's the big issue. If they could have hit eruption a lot, who knows what they could have done? They could have put up a really good fight. Yeah. I mean, they lasted with eruption. That's quite an achievement. When you think yeah. about the amount of out of the arenas eruption have had, yeah. it's incredible. I suppose in that regard, Big Nipper was right to be slightly on the defensive. Yeah, but unfortunately, yeah. they just couldn't get any offense in. That's a shame. But so eruption are onwards. And now we get the match for entry to the Rumble. Yep, the third place playoff. It's Big Nipper, who we just saw, versus my favourites to win the season. (laughs) The whole season. Aftershock. Aftershock. I'm glad we didn't make a whole season prediction at the start of the episode, because, man, my points would be down the drain. This is a much better showing for Big Nipper, because they just go head-on with Aftershock. Now, if you only knew these robots through what you'd seen on Robot Wars, you would assume Aftershock would just destroy Big Nipper. But that's nowhere near the case. We get a couple of big two vertical spinners colliding moments. Big crashes. sends each of them to the opposite corner of the arena from the centre. Yeah. Like huge, huge impact. Again, we're seeing impacts we've never seen before that we never thought could be... We never thought last year's impacts could be topped like when pp3d hit cherub through the wall and now i'm not saying that looks bad in comparison but but we've seen multiple robots sent to the moon we're spoiled now aren't we yeah we are spoiled for destruction there's an album name spoiled for destruction (laughs) yeah you could take that one but it sounds like a megadeth album does a bit yeah (laughs) (laughs) again i mean not much else happens in this match that's kind of it two big collisions big nipper stays functional and aftershock dies yeah, big nipper just keep hitting aftershock yeah and Aftershock keep just like bouncing about and big nipper just ruthless yeah. big nipper nips its way into the 10 bot melee mm, what do you reckon its odds are once it's in the 10 bot we don't know all the 10 bots yet we mm. do well after this next fight we'll know four of them the final for the episode 
See who goes through. It's a very familiar match. This is the second season in a row that the Heat final has given us a rematch of the Grand Final. So last year, Carbide faced off against Apollo, their um, original Grand Final opponents. Yep. But Carbide managed to take their win back and uh, win the championship. Can Eruption do the same? No. 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 I mean, Carbide just beat Eruption. Well, Eruption went with the tactic of tanking the hits. Hopefully, Carbide Evil will knock itself out or maybe have battery problems. The issue is very, very early on. Carbide get a hit off on the side, which takes out one of Eruption's wheels, which means Eruption spend the whole rest of the match shuffling in one place, which is what allows Carbide, you, you watch them, they stand back, they go straight up to full power. Methodical, yeah. One hit, yeah. done. It was a real shame for Eruption. If that wheel didn't go, they could have tried to get around the side of Carbide. They could have tried to, even if they, they could have tanked a hit and flipped at the same time to try and, you know, get Carbide landing on the spinner, causing themselves more damage, yeah. disorienting themselves, yeah. maybe allowing themselves to get a bigger flip off, but nothing like that happens. It is a standard Carbide match. And it concludes Carbide's big story this episode. They come in the confident champions. Gabriel gives them a bit of a shock to the system. They get humbled. They get humbled. They're almost beaten out of the competition because of technical issues caused by that match. They don't know whether they're going to be able to compete. They get back their batteries. Mm -hmm. They go into a fight of aftershock. They perform better, but they still take big hits. They take damage. They're mortal. And they go into the final... And they're the old carbide yep. again. They rediscover what they're all about, which is very short, very sharp, methodical knockouts. And eruption, as they showed through this whole episode, not exactly a joke of a bot, and it just got mullered by carbide. Man. What I will say is, eruption look in a much better state than the last time they faced carbide. Mm-hmm. It looks like that armor, it's working. It just, it still needs more. Maybe even just around the wheels more. Just so, hopefully, it doesn't just kill a wheel, kill a motor, which leaves you in one place. Because once you're, if one wheel's down, you're stuck spinning on the spot, uh-huh. which means Carbide can wander off, get to full speed, go hit you. And if that doesn't work, they'll just wander off, go to full speed again, and yep. hit you again. You, you've lost at that point. Exactly, yeah, yeah. It's a difficult bot to figure out. Carbide are just so good with their aim. There's such a wide area that that spinner, that yeah. blade can hit. The entire front of the bot is a no-go zone at all. Even for most to bots. the side somewhat. Yeah. It's like the front and the first sort of section of the sides, half the sides, that whole area. Exactly. And if you notice, the rest of the bot is quite compact. It's quite small. And also, carbide's not slow either. No. They will catch you on a turn, you know. And somehow, gyroscopic forces just don't seem to have an effect because they can control that bot. I was going to say control uh, gravity. They can control gravity. they also happen to have complete control happen, physics. Because they happen to fly <laughs> when they wish to as well. They float above the robot and just dive down. So there we have it. Carbide. Carbide onto the grand final with Behemoth. Maybe Behemoth uh, looking to add Carbide to their list of champions defeated after they beat Apollo last uh, Yeah, last could you imagine? Could they pick Carbide The champion well? killer. Oh, that'd the be cool. champion killer, that's their gimmick. Yeah. That'd be great. So now in our 10-bot rumble so far, we have Sabretooth, mm-hmm. Apollo, Eruption, Big Nipper. 
two spinners, two flippers. Who do you reckon has the edge there? Mm. Out of four so far. So even now it's it's quite a... Uh... I feel like it's going to be a flipper because I feel like wherever you turn, there's going to be something to send into the air, you yeah. know? I think Apollo could like redeem itself. Apollo's a, a strong one for the yeah. 10-bot rumble, I think, at the because moment. Because pretty much in the same way that majority of Carbide is spinner, pretty much all of Apollo is flipper. That's a good point. And it makes a world of difference, doesn't it? It'd be great for Apollo to, to get back at Carbide as yeah. well. It's still a possible match. Yep. It could still happen. It could still happen. They could wildcard all their way to victory. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, but, man. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. But then we've still got six more robots that are going to be in that that could change the whole trajectory of that whole thing. Exactly. So. And no doubt some surprises as well. So Okay, so what do you give that match? How many... Are we doing Angela's now? That match or that episode? Well, let's do the episode. Let's do the episode. What... What have you given the episode? Is it? Is it? How do you rank, rank it compared to the last one? We gave. We yeah. each confidently gave last episode four and a half stars. That was four and a half. See, the five star match brings this episode really high up, but then the the final match, although very practical and definitive, wasn't very exciting. Mind you, we did have half the lighting taken out. Yeah, we did and have a floor it. flipper and a floor flipper and all of those like ejections from the arena from eruption. So yeah. Really difficult, actually. It's a really tough one to to judge, isn't it? I think I'm going to give it four out of five. Four Philippers out of five. It's still a really, really solid match. Half less than last episode. I'm going to give it equal. I'm going to say it's another four and a half. I mean, I could debate you. Could. Could. But but won't. But I will always have one answer to that debate. What's that? Gabriel 2 versus Carbide. Yeah, good point. <laughs> the five-star match. The, the five-star That's match. the match to top now This would this have been series. a five-star episode if that final match was at the front. If the final match was better and if if Big Nipper wasn't so defensive in their match. That's a point, yeah. Because that, that match kind of slowed the pace of the episode a bit. I think one thing that is interesting is every match was a different type of match. You had a Carbide dominance yeah. match. You had a Carbide versus... You had an epic match, basically. Yeah, yeah. You had the... You had a controversial match. Controversial match. You had a yeah. cat and mouse match. Yeah. You had a you had a spinner dominating match. You yeah. had upsets. It was very. It it was almost like every possible type outcome. of match. Yeah. happened. Yeah. I say this could have been a five star episode if you just swapped carbide and erupt versus eruption for carbide versus oh definitely Gabriel two because I think we would have ignored a carbide dominance quick fight at the very beginning. Yeah, a lot more. And having Carbride and Gabriel 2 fighting it out to be in we the would grand have, final. We would have sat would up have and paid more attention with that as a dramatic end to the story yeah, arc. Yeah, that could have made it a yeah. five-star episode. But hey, it's the way it goes. It is, it's, yeah. it's not fake at the end. It's not wrestling at the no, end. It's no, not it's fake. It's not predetermined. It, goes, so. it is a sport. It is what it is. And we did get our five-star match as well. Yeah, one of the best matches I've ever seen. That was yeah. such a fun match to watch. Gabriel 2... Oh, they deserve more. They deserve more than losing twice and going home. But that's nature. That's it. That is how it is. It's a messy, messy business. And next week we've got Rapid and Apex that seem to be the focus of the preview. Rapid Apex and it seems like something gets flung at the Roboteers uh, booth. So we'll (laughs) wait and see what that is. This is Dara gets angry and throws a shoe. (laughs) Throwing a shoe. Why would Dara throw a shoe? I don't know. (laughs) Why would anyone throw a shoe? We are on Twitter 
at podcast activate because someone has at activate podcast and we're not bitter about that at all. You can email us at activate pod. Nope. That's our Twitter again. Actually, no, that's the other person's Twitter. <laughs> you can email us activate podcast at gmail.com. Yes. Rob checks that. I do. I don't. There, there were predictions in there. From Excellent. The email. Good stuff. Do email us. We actually read out pretty much anything that we get emailed more or less. So yeah. So just throw some knowledge at us and we will see you next week for even more action. Yeah. For heat C, which would put us halfway through the season already. Oh, it's going too fast. It's going too fast. It's a slow down, man. Yeah. They should do a mid season break. What? Remember what? Like remember last year where we had the golf. Oh yeah. <laughs> we contemplated just reviewing that instead. <laughs> just as something to do. In all fairness, with the amount of competition they've got on TV between the Grand Prix and uh Blue Planet mm-hmm. and X Factor, mm-hmm. that's a that's a really unfair time slot for Robot Wars. <laughs> it's a a Sunday tough. night. <laughs> With all of that happening around it's cruel. it, it's very cruel. Let's hope it pulls through any writing slumps it might run into. And we shall see you all next week. I just figured it'd be funny to uh to have like something um Halloweeny themed at the beginning maybe. Oh yeah, like you know, what? No idea. Ooh, spooky. <laughs> like I don't know what to do. Wow, this is supposed to be dark ambient Yeah, that's not gonna Oh god, now what's it Oh yeah, I remember why I hate iPhones now. <laughs> it just I went to Swish YouTube's video out the way. And it brought down a menu from the top that I've never seen before and then selected Instagram. <laughs> Which is, you know, more than impressive. <laughs> Didn't you mean Instagram? Well, they mean Instagram. Go on Instagram. Go on. Yeah. Go, on go on Instagram. Is there anything a bit more like... Now that's Halloweeny. <laughs> if you can just... Fade into that. Now that just sounds like we're like prancing for a field. <laughs> it's like a murder mystery. Yeah, that was What's a bit much, really, wasn't it? Why is Halloween music not? I easy? just wanted like the freaking, basically the monster mash or something. <laughs> um, and we're oh no, what's going on? I can't on? just do monster mash or like. I don't know, Howling. Have you put in, I don't know, Spooky Wolf music? I've got Spooky Atmosphere. Should I just put in Spooky Music? Spooky Music. Am I just going to get that song about um, <laughs> skeletons? <laughs> Have you heard yeah, that? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Spooky Skeletons. <laughs> I'm just going to get that, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, I got that. <laughs> Top pick. <laughs> God's sake. It's just the atmospheric. <laughs>
If that was playing, you wouldn't be afraid. No, I don't mean, I'm just tapping my foot a bit, I guess. It's not what you... If you were a serial killer who had a torture dungeon, yeah. that's not what would be playing. Yeah, you like spooky, spooky skeletons. Stab. Oh, no. Okay, maybe I'll use a different intro then. Yeah. Um, I was going to do like a, a Dracula voice. Blah. Welcome to... <laughs> but, but I can't do that for long. So, <laughs> not long enough to do an intro. <laughs> not for the whole episode in character. <laughs> well, in Transylvania, we have Robert Wurst. Why is every R a V? <laughs> I don't know. Is that like an affliction from having fangs? 